I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. I hope you are having an amazing week. I hope you had a great Easter if you celebrate last weekend. It was kind of a weird one for us. So our family that we usually get together with for Easter was out of town and I felt a little weird about it at first. I was calling it the Easter of parental abandonment. And what I discovered was that it was actually really fun to not have any plans or any commitments and have just a very casual day. So the kids got their baskets. We did an egg hunt in the backyard. I got to sleep in. It was really wonderful. And we made a nice dinner. And you know what we did? This was the best part of it. Since we didn't have plans in the afternoon and evening, we just cleaned and organized our entire house. We got rid of so much stuff. And now I walk around the house and I'm just like, oh, this feels so nice that there's not piles of junk and trash and like whatever, you know, mail that hasn't been opened, dirty laundry, clothes that don't fit the kids anymore, books we don't read anymore, all of that kind of stuff out And it's amazing. So if any of you ever have these kinds of holidays where it's just not going to be what you kind of think it should be, know that you can make it so much better. Although, you know what? Our kids were like, this was the worst Easter ever. In the morning, they said it was the best ever because they loved the egg hunt. They loved the casual morning. They loved their baskets. And in the evening, they said it was the worst ever because they were cleaning and organizing all day. But then they all went to bed so easily because they were exhausted. So I'm calling it a win. I think that that was a pretty awesome Easter and I loved it. All right. Today, we are talking about massive versus passive action. So I used to hear these terms all the time when I was building a network marketing business and they always triggered me. There was this one particular leader like in our organization who would always talk about massive action and every time he did, I would feel not good enough. I would feel basically like crap and what I noticed is very similar to the way that a lot of you feel about the word hustle like almost all my clients like really detest the word hustle and I use it anyway because I want you to take ownership for like what you make it mean and I just know the power of reclaiming our thoughts around a certain word and I know that you can do that around hustle. So I wanted to just start this off sharing with you that that is how I used to feel about massive action And something that I learned is that when something like this triggers us, we really need to get curious about why and taking the time to like notice and just like stay calm. Like something one of my coaches said is nothing has gone wrong. (laughs) So just hear the word, notice how you're feeling, tell yourself nothing has gone wrong. 
And then you can get really, really curious. I think that this gives us a really awesome opportunity to make a choice. So at this point, you can commit to your story. So you can commit to whatever story you're telling yourself about how you can't take massive action or you're working hard enough already or you don't want to, you know, give up your quality of life or get burned out or like whatever the story is that you're telling yourself about hustle or massive action or whatever it is, get curious about it, then make the choice. You can commit to that story or grow. And making the choice to grow is going to take a lot of vulnerability. If you're doing this work with a coach, getting coached on something like this is going to take a lot of vulnerability on your part. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to feel like shit. That's what growth usually feels like. So if that's how you're feeling, you're on the right track. What we need to understand about committing to our stories when they aren't maybe serving us is that the stories we cling to create our results. So if you don't like the results that you're creating, you need to question that story and ask yourself, how committed am I to believing this story? And really, really be willing to let go of it if it's not helping you create the results you want, if it's not serving you. And like I said, it's a hard, hard process. When I was building my network marketing business and getting triggered by the word massive action, I was not in this headspace. I was not getting coached. I was not a coach. I was not thinking in this way like I do now. But I'll tell you what, the business I'm building now is on a ridiculously different level than my network marketing business. And while I don't necessarily think network marketing was the business model for me, I know that I would have excelled in a very different way if I would have had the tools that I have now. And you're getting those tools on this podcast. So whatever kind of business you are growing, you can take this principle and this concept and implement it and see so much success. So Before we're even talking about massive and passive action, I hope that you have a new perspective now on when you get triggered or when you feel defensive when you hear something or when something pisses you off, get curious and see what you can learn from it and really make sure that you love the thoughts that you have, that your stories that you're holding on to are ones that are really serving you because remember the stories we cling on to create our results. All right, let's talk about massive action now. So when I first heard this term, like I said, it didn't resonate, didn't click, didn't like it. When I heard about it in relation to my coaching business, I finally got it. So this was actually from Brooke Castillo. You guys already know I love her. I love her podcast, The Life Coach School. Highly recommend all of her work. But she talked about massive action as being this, continuing to take action until you get the result you want. So that can be happening 
in an hour a day. Some of my clients are like that. They only have an hour a day to work. They fit their massive action into that. It's more about how you are spending your business building time versus shaming you for having non-business building time. And I think that that is a lot of our issues with words like this and words like hustle is that we think that it is shaming us for having non-business building time, for having personal time, family time, no phone time, me time, volunteer time, full-time job time, whatever it may be that's not business building time. And it really isn't about that at all. It's about how we are using that business building time. And if you want to think about how much time you have to build your business as like money that you have, like think of it as a currency, it is so valuable. And I think, you know, the less business build, building time that you have, you really have to be smart about how you're using it. You really have to understand the value of that business building time. And I have a lot of clients, like I said, who don't have a ton of business building time, whether they're working full-time outside the house or they have young children and no, not really a lot of child care, so they're like trying to do the nap time routine or whatever. When you have less time to be working your business, the time you do have is so much more valuable. I think a lot of you think if you don't have very much time, then it's like hardly worth anything at all. It's worth so much more. So make that mental shift. And as we go forward throughout the rest of today's episode, I want you to really think about your business building time from that perspective of how much it is worth. So here's another way to think about massive versus passive action. So you already heard Brooke says massive action is continuing to take action until you get the result you want. Another way that I've heard it described uh, is consuming versus creating. So consuming being passive, creating being massive. And while I do agree with this quite a bit, I also think that it's more valid for those of you who are a little bit further down the road in your business. And what I want to do today is really address those of you who don't have as many clients as you want to have in your business. So for those of you who don't have all the clients you want, it's not as helpful to think of it as consuming versus creating because there's a lot of creating that you can be doing that's actually passive. But I do think that it's good in your business in general, no matter what stage you are in, to really think about what is your ratio of consuming to creating. So that's kind of the first question that you wanna be asking about how you're spending that business building time. And I actually have a personal rule for myself that if it is consuming, even if it's a coaching session where I'm the client, it is not business building time, that's personal time. So I don't spend any business building time on my personal development or on consumption. That has a different category. So my business building time is all on either creating or some of the other massive action type things. 
I guess it would still be creating, but we would call it creating clients. Not so much creating content, which is what we usually think of when we think of creating. So let's get into what they actually are. And I'm going to go through both passive and massive to describe them a bit more and give you some really good examples. So then you can really evaluate how you are spending your precious business building time. So passive action feels very productive, but it isn't really making progress in your business. It makes you better in some cases, so it still has a place in your life, but you absolutely need to watch the ratio between passive and massive action. One of the indicators that it might be passive action is that you can feel like you're working so hard, but you're not getting any results. You're not getting leads. You're not booking consults. You're not signing clients. And this is why. When I first started my business, I was in so much passive action because I didn't know any better. So when I first started my coaching business, I looked at all the other coaches out in the online space or all the coaches that I was following, and that is how I took my instructions of how to create a coaching business. I also was following a free guide to starting a coaching business and checking things off the list. So I was doing things like deciding on a name for my business, and this took me two weeks. Now I look back, and there's no way in hell I would let any of my clients spend two weeks doing nothing but deciding on a name for their business. (laughs) That is a big no-no. It does not need to take that long, and if you're really stuck, then you just need to make it your name. Then I was doing things like choosing my colors, deciding on my logo, creating a website. This took so long. Setting up my email list, creating freebies, designing a nurture sequence for people who joined my email list. And then I also spent a lot of time creating courses. So I designed three courses. I did tons of research. I made beautiful workbooks to go with them. I made audio recordings to go with them. I set up email sequences for them. I set up sales pages for them. I did so much to create these three courses, this website, this email list, and I had zero clients. I had zero eyeballs looking at my stuff aside from my mom, my stepmom, my mother-in-law, my sisters, some of my friends. Really, like none of these people were my target audience when I was starting my business. And they were the only people looking at the stuff that I was working so hard to create. This took me months. Creating all of this stuff took a really long time. And then it was really discouraging to feel like I was in this cycle 
of staying up late night after night, creating all of this amazing content, I would come to bed and I would be so excited. I would be telling Stuart about all the things I created and how productive I was and how amazing I felt. And then the next night I would come in sobbing because I didn't think my business was going to work because nobody was looking at it. Nobody wanted it. And I didn't think I was ever going to have clients or ever be successful. I started dabbling in Google ads, Facebook ads, but I had no proof of concept yet. I hadn't talked to a single person. I didn't have any audience. And so it was this cycle of passive action and then despair and passive action and despair. And at the time, I would not have called it passive action. I was working my ass off. And I think a lot of you can probably relate to this and can relate to the frustration of feeling like you're doing everything right. Like everyone out there is telling you you need an email list and funnels and freebies and passive courses and evergreen this and that. That is not my perspective on the best way to start a business. It works for some people. There's no denying it. So if it's working for you, that's great. If you're doing all of that stuff that feels like it's the right thing and you're not getting the results you want, you are in the right place. You're going to get exactly what you need from this episode. Trust me. Okay, let's talk about some examples of passive action. You've already heard some of my story. You've probably heard some of the examples in there as I was telling it. The first one, watching trainings, taking courses, all of those kinds of things. These feel so productive. And I remember looking back at my network marketing business and I would watch so many trainings, like all of the trainings. My company had a ton of trainings. I watched them all. Every single leader in the company was doing calls and doing webinars and trainings. And I was on every single one of them. And I felt like I was working my business, but I was not working my business by watching all those trainings. That was not taking my business further at all. I know a lot of you also fall into the same trap with courses. So there's a lot of you out there who are serial course purchasers and you watch it, but you don't implement it. You don't actually do it. And then you're like, oh, that didn't help me. I see this with people in my inner circle program that they sign up. They're so excited. They watch a little bit and then they drop off. They don't stay the course. They don't implement. They don't stay engaged. They're just there to do some consuming and then disappear. I could very easily be doing this. And this is part of why I don't allow trainings to count as business building time for me. So I am in two different programs both by women who are proud to over-deliver for their clients. So there is basically what feels like an unlimited amount of content that I could be consuming 
from both of them. And what I have to do is really focus on what's going to be taking my business further and how can I implement each thing I've learned. So I want to be implementing each thing I've learned before I consume the next thing. So that's really the difference with trainings, courses, that kind of thing. Watching it, consuming it, taking notes about it, telling your friend about it is not taking you closer to your goal. Implementing it is taking you closer to your goal. Some other things like that, reading books, listening to podcasts like this, <laughs> watching Facebook Lives, all of these kinds of things are consuming, but they're not necessarily going deeper into your mind. So some ways to shift this, I think it's really important, first of all, to really limit the number of voices that are getting to you. There's so many different ways to build a business and be successful, seriously, like unlimited ways. <laughs> and you're going to hear all of the opinions out there. And it's actually going to make you more confused, more overwhelmed, and more stuck the more that you're consuming of other people's thoughts and opinions. So I encourage everybody to really narrow down their focus of what they are consuming, what they are listening to, reading, following, and really constrain that down to a couple of people and then making sure that you're implementing what you're learning and what you're hearing instead of getting into this spiral where you're just consuming, consuming, consuming. Another area this can show up is downloading freebies. <laughs> just stop. That is my thought about downloading freebies. It's not good for you for so many reasons. So first is the constraint around who you're listening to. So freebies are an amazing way to check out somebody that you're kind of interested in working with further. So hopefully they have a high quality freebie. Hopefully you'll gain something from it that you can implement. And then hopefully it will help you make the decision to work with them further. That's kind of the ideal situation. But again, this can be so overwhelming. And I just saw a thread in a Facebook group the other day about all of these people who download freebies and never look at them. And they have like folders on their computer where they just store them all. So they have like a folder on their computer. It's full of like a million different freebies from tons of different people. And they're never implementing them. They're never even opening them. And then I think we've all had the experience where we have opened a freebie and it's been kind of disappointing. So it hasn't actually been anything that groundbreaking. It's nothing we didn't already know or couldn't already find out, um, you know, from the other sources we have, especially if you're already working with a coach or if you're thinking about it, that is always a better way to go than downloading a bunch of freebies. So stop, <laughs> just stop. One more thought around passive action and how it can show up in your life. You heard me say this 
tinkering on and building your website. So when you first start out, you may be tempted to spend a ton of time building your website and putting this online presence out there. I encourage my one-on-one clients to not do this. If they already have a website, I have them simplify it down big time. If they don't have a website yet, then they just don't create one for a little bit. I have them do massive action instead. For those of you with websites, tinkering on your website can take so much time. I remember formatting sales pages and opt-in pages and my homepage and creating quizzes on my website. All of this stuff that I thought was so amazing that took hours and hours and hours of my time and didn't bring me any clients at all. So step away from the website. When I had the big shift in my business where everything changed for me, one of the things, one of the little rules I set for myself was no more tinkering on my website. And this was the point where I shifted my message entirely. I had a new niche. I was changing a lot of things in my business and I still did not change my website. I didn't let myself touch it until I had a few clients with my new messaging. People just didn't even look at it and that was totally fine. One more thing, creating lots of materials. So thinking about my story again, creating all of those courses and all of those other things, email lists, all of that kind of stuff. When you have no clients and no audience, Creating lots of materials is a way to avoid working. It feels like work, but it's not actually helping you get towards your goals. A really good question to ask yourself when you're feeling pulled into creating materials and stuff is, is this going to get me to my goals and how? I had a client ask me this the other day. She was thinking that she needed to have like, worksheets and video trainings and all of this stuff for her one-on-one clients. And she was kind of holding back from selling and making offers to people because of that. She was really resisting doing all of that, um, you know, selling behavior, getting out there, telling people what she did because she felt like she needed to have more materials. So we really dug into, is this necessary? Is this something you really need in your business? Is it something that is going to add for your clients? And is it something that you really want to do? And the answer to all of those things was no for her. So she decided to hold off for now and felt like I had really given her permission to not do something that she felt was a total should, and it really wasn't. There's no real shoulds in business. So I really encourage you, when you're feeling pulled into this, really ask yourself, is this going to get me to my goals and how? And then probably step away, most likely. So when it comes to passive action, Remember, you want to slow down on the content that you're consuming. You want to narrow down the voices. You want to narrow down the number of opinions that are coming to you. You also want to keep things very simple. You want to hold off on creating a lot of things and you want to focus on massive action first. 
I want you to not get into this cycle that I was in of every other night being super productive and feeling amazing and then the next night crying that nothing was working for you. Let's shift now into talking about massive action. So massive action is getting you closer to your goal because remember, it's the commitment that you're going to keep taking steps forward until you hit your goal. Massive action is very simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's actually more effective than any of the passive action at getting you to your goals. Massive action, this concept here and how I'm going to describe this is applicable to anybody who is starting out and or who is not satisfied with where they are in business and how many clients they have and what their income is. If that is you, you need to shift the ratio of how you're spending your time and focus on these three things. First, talking to people. And I want you to really think outside the box here. Almost all of my clients get very stuck at this idea of talking to people because they make up a lot of stories in their head about how it has to look and it can look so many different ways. Remember I said there's a lot of ways to grow a successful business. There's a lot of ways to meet people and tell them what you do. You can do this in Facebook groups. You can do this on Instagram. You can do this at networking events. You can do this at mommy and me exercise groups. This can happen so many different places. So what you really want to think about is where are my ideal clients already hanging out and where can I go meet them? I think for a lot of you, there's ways to do this online and offline and basically whichever one you're focused on right now maybe you should try the other get out of your comfort zone and see if you can find your ideal clients somewhere else other than where you think you have to find them i think you may surprise yourself if you think outside the box and if you can just shift your mindset into i'm going to meet a lot of people i'm going to tell them what i do and kind of letting things go from there. So after you start relationship building, wherever you are doing that, there comes a point of time in the conversation where it is time to make an offer. So many of you hold back on making an offer because you're afraid of being pushy. And you need to remember that you actually offer a solution. So imagine if I were out um, on the playground at pickup time at my kid's school and I was chatting with another mom and she was telling me that she started this business, but she didn't know how to make it successful. So she was thinking about quitting it. Would I just say, oh, that sounds hard. No. Would I just say, oh, I help moms build businesses. I hope that works out for you. No, I have a solution for that mom. I would offer her a call. I would offer her a free consult call 
or probably a coffee date since we are local to each other. We would get together and I would help her. I would make an offer to help her. And if I thought that we were going to be a really good fit, if I thought that my paid program would really help her, I would make that offer to her. So we need to recognize that we offer solutions for people. We have things that will help them. And I don't think any of you, maybe, are running nonprofits. This is what I say to my clients. If they're feeling bad about this, I'll always ask if they have a nonprofit. And none of them do. I don't coach nonprofit owners. That's not my zone of genius. I volunteer there, but I don't help people start them. All of my clients have for-profit businesses. So why aren't they out there offering that solution? Why are they sitting around worrying about being pushy when they have a way to help people? That's why almost all of them got into their business. I don't think I have any client who doesn't want to help people, and I'm sure it's the same for you. I don't think you would be here if something about your business wasn't about helping people. You have a way to help them. So stop letting your ego get in the way because that's really what it's about. You want that other person to think a certain way of you. You don't want them to think that you're pushy or salesy or whatever. And that's why you're holding back the solution that could change their life. You need to stop. So you need to get out there, talk to people, make offers. The third way that you can be getting into massive action is creating outfacing marketing content that actual eyeballs are going to see. And for a lot of you, this means going live on your personal page. This means putting stuff out there on your Instagram or on your LinkedIn or wherever your real network of people is following you. And it's going to feel very uncomfortable and very vulnerable to do this, but that's where the eyeballs actually are. For so many of you, all of the marketing content you create is on your business page that like two people see and in your Facebook group that has like 50 people in it. And it's not out there where actual people are seeing it. And it really veers dangerously close to passive action when there's barely an audience for what you're putting out there. So you need to be putting things where eyeballs will actually see them. <laughs> and you need to be talking to people and you need to be making offers. And these are the three ways to be getting into massive action. And these are the three things that you do over and over and over until you reach your goals. This should be taking the bulk of your business building time and your attention. These are the actions that are taking you closer to your goals. These are the actions that are going to create the results that you want. And these are the actions that are worthy of your very precious and valuable business building time, especially if you don't have very much of it. So I want you over the next week to do an audit of your time, of your regular time, of your business building time, and how you're spending it. How much time are you spending on passive action? How much time are you spending on massive action? How many people are you talking to a day or a week? How many offers did you make this week? 
Those are the two questions that you need to ask yourself every time you are not getting the results that you want in your business. All right, mama, got a little fiery at the end, but you need it. If you are stuck, this is what you need. This is where your focus needs to be. And this is going to change everything about your business if you commit to doing it until you get the results you want. That is the secret to success with this. All right. I hope you're feeling pumped up. I'm feeling pumped up over here. If you want more of this, I would love to see you over in my Facebook group if you're not there already. Online Business Building Mamas. You can connect with us there and get more of this every week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 